Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Welcome to a podcast which is packed with tension. We're on tenterhooks, Richard, aren't we? We are. We we certainly are. The, the countdown has begun, hasn't it? It has indeed. Big game on Saturday, of course. Nobody needs reminding. Notts County, high noon <clears> on Saturday. Um, but we thought we might let our guests do the heavy lifting this week because we've got two guests this week on the Yellow Army podcast. First of all, you've had a chat with Gary. I had a chat with Gary on Monday, yes. Um I've had uh, I've had the week off, guy, which is quite I, nice. I noticed, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but but that was for reasons of a, an open university exam. So I got I I I I got Gary on Monday and then concentrated on that. So it's it's, it's a bit out of date, but I'm sure nice. unless and he's not going to tell us any more than he would have no, anyway he, if I'd phoned him this morning. It's interesting, nonetheless. I mean, he tells us uh, how the players have been preparing. Yeah. Um, as we'll have a listen to Gary and a little bit later on. Um, our special guest this week is Dono Reardon, the yeah. former Talking United player, player coach, manager, played a lot of games for Notts County as well. I had a chat with Don yesterday over the phone from his home in Galway, and it's really, really interesting. What a nice fellow he is. Um, he's very busy. He gave us a bit of time, um, and uh, I recommend it. It's a very good chat. So uh, let's let the guests do the work. Should we hear what Gary's got to say? Yeah, let's, let's listen to Gary. Did you uh, did you watch the games over the weekend? I'm sure you did. It's a silly question, really, to start with, isn't it? Yeah, no, absolutely, I did. It's uh, very important to have a good look at the opposition, and uh, that's what we did. Um, what did you? Th- I'm sure you're not going to tell me tactics or anything, but what did you think of the games? I thought they were two good games. Um, the first game uh, we I watched with the rest of the squad, which is good. Trained on the Saturday morning, so uh, we watched it Saturday afternoon uh, after a, um, a lovely, a lovely lunch. Uh, nice. For us by Stuart from the Boots and Laces. Lovely. I appreciate that. Um, and so, it was, uh, you know, the lads enjoyed it, and it was good for the lads to see it us all together because instead of watching it just for entertainment, uh, you know, we was watching it for uh, a reason, and we could, you know, talk. A little bit tactical, uh, you know, in between uh, injuries and in between half time and all yeah. that sort of thing. So it's, uh, it turned out a, a, a good thing to do. Um, Notts County, you know that now. Um, we've played them twice, you know, there's two draws. Um, you know what you're coming up against, don't you? Yeah, we absolutely know what we're coming up against. I mean, they, they've hit a good bit of form, as all the teams in the playoffs end of the season hit some great form and uh, you know you can't really hang your hat on any one team that you think is the, the major favourite um, you know the four teams that are there now are all very very strong teams mm. uh, you know ex-league teams so it's a little bit like when I explain it to the lads it's a little bit like when Man United play Liverpool for instance you don't know who's going to win the game. Yeah. Um, and it'll be just a matter of, you know, the team that gets it right, the team that gets a, a little bit of love, the team that gets a, a refereeing decision, 
Um, the only thing that, w that we've got that is over and above what Notts County have got is, of course, home advantage. Yeah. And that's going to be absolutely massive, as, as we saw in both the... Uh, in, in both the preliminary playoffs. I, I was going to yeah, say, that, yeah, it did play a big part of it, didn't it? It played a massive part. And, um, you know, that, that it just shows you, and, uh, you know, uh, we, we trust our Yellow Army and we, we believe that they'll turn up, um, you know, in full voice and uh, in, in their most, uh, you know, uh, how can I say, in, in their... Uh, uh, the loudest, yeah. The most vociferous. Yeah. Uh, you know, why? Because we, we can, we're going to need them. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm classing them a bit as our 11th man rather than our 12th man. I'm okay. Them yeah. Because we need, we, we need them in the team. And I know they understand what I mean by that. And our lads, absolutely, I know the characters and the personalities of our lads, and they absolutely will respond to positive support, that's the word I was looking for previously. Brilliant. Um, and that positive support, you know, it's got to be there for, for 90 odd minutes as in, you know, as in when we, uh, we need it. So, yeah. I'm, 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 Hello? Hello? Gary, you've disappeared, you're still there? Yeah, yeah, I'm in. That's yeah, all right. Yeah. I, I think I'll bring the dogs, Gary, because they're loud enough for, for anyone. I don't know if you can hear them in the background. They're going nuts. No, exactly. Well, that's, that's fair enough, but uh, they've got to be tested first. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, what's the plan for the week? Uh, you know, uh, not to go into too much detail, is it is it just um, a, a usual week of training or is it adjusted because of, uh, first of all, such a big game and secondly, it's a, an early kickoff? No, it's, a, it's a usual training week because, um, you know, we, we've... We're Saturday to Saturday. Yeah. Um, so it gives you a similar rest period, a similar you know play period, and, and and a work period. You know what I mean? It's uh it's what we're used to. So we haven't been able to do do that for a little while. You no. Know, have a week where it's a Saturday to Saturday. Yeah. So it's um yeah so it's been it's been good. The lads, you know, the lads have the lads have enjoyed. I think the last couple the last week or two. Um, in the build-up, we, we try to you know make it fun as well. Yeah. And obviously this week we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of the tactical side of it. Now we know who we're playing. Yeah. And um, you know, and obviously Notts County know who they're playing as well. Yeah. So it's a, I'm sure it'll be another you know another great playoff game, but uh, both teams are going to do everything they can to to get through to the final. And uh, as usual, you won't be giving any secrets away about selection or injuries or anything. But um, is everything does everything feel okay at the moment? Yeah, no, every, everything's everything's fine. We, you know, we've got what we got, and you know, we, we're aware that um, you know that 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 team has got us through, you know, that group yeah, has got yeah. us through thirteen games undefeated. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, yeah, they've got every reason to be. Uh, happy with themselves and I've uh, got every reason to be happy with them. Brilliant. Gary, thank you very much, mate. Sorry about the dogs. No uh, let's hope the crowd make no. as much noise on, on Saturday. Hi, <laughs> right, mate. Brilliant. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.
Thanks, Richard. Good chat with Gary. Interesting. Yep. Always interesting to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's been here before. This is not his first rodeo, as he says. <laughs> but um, yeah, big big game coming up. So who better to talk about it than somebody who's who's had illustrious service with Torquay and with Notts County? Yes. Knows indeed. the game inside out. Still coaching. Fourteen games and sessions he's taken in this week. Really. But he squeezed us in. Um, Perfect. This is what Don O'Riordan has to say about Saturday and also about a playoff game quarter of a century ago that still bothers Torquay United fans to this day. So I'm joined on the podcast this week by a special guest uh, all the way from Galway, Don O'Riordan. Don, thank you very much for joining us today. Not at all, Guy. It's a pleasure. Thank you very much for asking me. So, uh, Don, the reason that we've that we've got you, and you're a very busy man, so thanks for your time, is because obviously you spent time at Torquay United, uh, and you spent time at Notts County as well. More than a hundred games for Notts County, more than eighty games for Torquay. So you kind of have a foot in both camps for Saturday's high noon showdown. Uh, is it a game you'll be catching yourself? Well, I'm hoping so. Um, as you're aware, guy, I'm involved with two clubs here in Galway. Um, head coach of both of them really which is quite unusual but um, it's more about coaching the coaches I suppose uh, yeah. than coaching the teams but um, there is a game on Saturday which is kicking off at 12 o'clock but um, I've spoken to my coaches and um, they realised that I won't be there to help that I'll be watching this uh, massive game <laughs> um, so I'm really uh, excited about seeing it about seeing this game, but a little bit disappointed in advance that one of my, you know, two favourite clubs will not progress to the final, um, and will be in the national league again next year. Yeah, because so it's gone. We, I often see you on on social media after the games. You you take um you take a very active role when the Torquay United fans are talking about matches. You you, you clearly keep in touch with uh, with both clubs pretty closely still. Yeah, I you know I mean it's it's I think it's important to to let the fans realise that you you still have a lot of admiration for for the, for both clubs. Um, as I said, I had a fantastic time as my first venture into management at Torquay. Yeah, and, you know I'll I'll be forever grateful for that. Um, it was a fantastic experience, even though it ended in a sad way. Um, yeah, but obviously at Knotts as well, I I, I had a great uh, understanding. With the fans, the best season probably of my whole career was my last season at Notts when we won promotion at Wembley in the playoffs against Brighton. Because at the beginning of that season, I was told by Neil Warnock that my first team days were over. Really? Um, yeah. 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 He said he wanted me. I was actually player coach of the reserves. Yeah. Coaching kids like Mark Draper and Tommy Johnson and things like that. But um, you know. As it turned out, I ended up back in the first team, and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just, you know, I really do have a huge love for both clubs, and uh, I really, over the season, I've been looking at the at the plan in my eyes, and I was thinking, you know, Turkey are going to go up automatically, and Nuts are going to go up by the playoffs. Um, unfortunately, that's not going to happen no, now. No. But uh, let's hope at least one of them goes up. That that would make me very happy. But it, sad, as I say, in other ways. I mean, it looks like being quite a game. Notts County have been uh, uh, built up a bit of a head of steam over the last few weeks. They were terrific against Chesterfield at the weekend, weren't they? And and we know what Torquay can do on their day as well. Well, when I I remember seeing Torquay at the beginning of the season away to Hartlepool, and I thought, what is this team doing in the National League? I mean, they were incredible. Um, 
you know everything about their their game was 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 great to see. Um, obviously, as time went on, they had a lot of injuries, and that really scuppered the plan. And then at the end, they get done uh, by mm. Sutton, which was uh, really heartbreaking. But uh, I watched them against uh, Stockport as well a few weeks ago, and I thought they were absolutely super at times. You know, they really deserved to win that game. Um, and um, you know, the second goal was a bit soft on the corner, but um, I, I thought the way they moved the ball. I thought that game in general was a very good advert for the league and Stockport um, yeah. and and Torquay, you know, looked like league teams, not like non-league teams. Um, so I, I think the standard of play on Saturday should be very high. But having spoken on online to the the Notts County people, um, I remember my semi-final game uh, for Notts against um, Middlesbrough thirty years ago, yeah. and I've never known a game. Um, that was so tense. It was incredible. Um, you know, the players on both teams were nervous. Nobody wanted to make a mistake. The fans were quiet. It was um, an incredible experience and one where we were, you know, delighted to get over the line at the time. We won one nil. But I anticipate that Saturday there'll be probably some nerves on both teams. I'd say both teams will probably try to get at each other very quickly. That's yeah. the kind of way they're playing at the moment. Um, I expect it to be a really really good game to watch um, I think there will be a couple of goals um, but I've even predicted yesterday that it, you know it could go as, as, as long as extra time and penalties um, because I think the quality of both teams is so high Yeah. so it could really be a fantastic spectacle Talking about um, playoff semi-finals uh, Don as, as we were I've got to take you back to 1994 um, the obviously the the emotion of a playoff semi-final, that was the Preston North End um, yeah. games with Torquay. I, I read a, an interview that you did with the Preston North End website overnight and, and you know you, you said you felt that we were mugged that day. And, and I think a lot of people, it, we've had the good part of the playoffs, but there's heartache in playoffs as well, isn't there? And that was one oh, of those. Absolutely. Devastating day. You know, when I, I look back to winning at Wembley against um, Brighton, as I said, that was the biggest day of my career most likely mm. but the saddest day of my career was was that game against Preston you know I thought we were way the better team in the first leg I was I was injured I, I was recovering from a hernia operation and we won 2-0 and you know we conceded early in the game in, in detail and um, then Gregory got a, an equaliser yeah and, you know and I, I really felt that we were in control and then the incident with Darren and, and, and Rainer um happened and it was you know it was it was very sad because Darren literally just knocked the guy's hand but he grabbed his face and yeah there was no var there was no var obviously to see what had gone on um, you, you'll be delighted you'll be delighted to know that uh, Mr Rayner always gets a rousing welcome from the pop side whenever <laughs> he returns <laughs> oh, I mean I it, it's so sad what happened I, don't, I think if I saw him now, I still wouldn't talk to him because he <laughs> cheated us. He really did. Um, I've never known a dressing room like it in my life afterwards. We no. were battered, bruised, bloody. Um, you know, the pitch was a disgrace. We were all wearing tracksuit bombs to try and play, yeah. you know, a normal game. Um, but look, it was it was an amazing experience when you look back on it and think the year before we just survived relegation. Yeah. Um, you know, I was so proud of that group. And quite coincidental, Guy, um, that group of lads have been in touch with each other 
um, as a group on WhatsApp and um, they invited me about a couple of months ago to join the group, which, you know, was a really proud moment. Um, the fact that the, the players want the gaffer on was, was, was really unusual, I thought, but I was so delighted to get the invite and, you know, talking to the likes of Darren Moore, Paul Troller, Paul Buckle, who's in California, yeah. Tom Kelly, Wayne Darby, Dwayne Darby, Scotty Colcom, who's in Lanzarote, Gregory Goodridge, you know, who's over in Barbados, Rodney Jack, just amazing, and um, brought back a lot of memories. And the lads were all interested, obviously, in Torquay this season, and I'm sure many of them will be watching the game on TV on Saturday as well. That's good to know. I mean, they, they were good times. They were good players as well, weren't they? That was a good squad there. You've just reeled off some of the names, you know, uh, Gregory and Rodney that you picked yeah. up. Um, you know, they, they were, uh, it was a lively time to be at Torquay United, wasn't it? You, you had Mike as the chairman and, you know, it was, yes. uh, you know, they, they were good days. Very good days. I mean, I had a great relationship with Mike. He, he, was, he was a friend as well as my chairman and um, we got on very, very well. Um, you know, I think... Even he's admitted since that uh, of all the managers that he fired, um, I was the only one that he regretted. So, yeah, um, you know that was that was nice of him to say that. Um, but I suppose when you get hammered like we did that day, it's difficult to stay. Even though I know that Southampton managed to survive something similar against Leicester last year. Absolutely, and they did well. Yeah, um, but I was a bit naive. Obviously, you know, I mean, it was my first job and. We were selling players left, right, and centre, and Mike mm -hmm. was saying, "Oh, you're amazing the way you bring in young lads and you, you know, you promote them and, and develop them, and they become first team players and all this, that, and the other." So, um, bringing in players on free transfers from different clubs, and then we sell them on and so on. And I believed them, I suppose, you know. But you can't keep um, selling players as with the quality that we did and expect to stay, you know, up there competing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, the good thing about it was we made a lot. With them players that were sold, there was a lot of money went into the club, which was which was great. Something that mm. hadn't happened for many, many years. And um, as I said, I have no regrets um, about what happened. Um, the only thing I suppose I do regret was the week in question against Gunthorpe. I was sick as a dog. Um, I was going to I went to the reserve match. I think it was in Plymouth or somewhere yeah. to watch it. You know, to watch them because I didn't want them thinking I, I wasn't watching the you know these lads who wanted to be in the first team. Um, but on the Saturday, I felt terrible, and I still wanted to play. A bit, bit, bit of stubbornness, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you know, and to my regret, we we didn't play. I didn't play well that day. The team didn't play well, and um, we got hit heavily. But um, like I said, fantastic experience. I I hold nothing against Mike or any of the players. They were all brilliant for me. Yeah. Um, and as I said, only fond memories as far as I'm concerned. And since I mean, since then, Don, you I mean, you've coached in China, South Africa, America, um, women's football, men's football. You you've um, you're as busy now as you've ever been, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. Um, I went to China for ten years, and it was incredible. That was a, an, another Neil Warnock story. I'd been in Galway and Sligo for seven years, and then um, sure enough, I came back to England. Gave Neil a ring, who was at Sheffield United. Yeah. Um, he, I said, any any jobs going at Sheffield? And he went, yeah, actually, we have a job in the academy. So he says, come up tomorrow and see me. At the time, I was living in Derby and, um, you know, 40-odd miles away from Sheffield, yeah. ideal scenario. Drive up the next day into his office. He sat there, as cool as a cucumber. And he goes, um, this academy job, I, I did mention it was in China, didn't I? <laughs> 
And I went, no, you bloody didn't. And, um, you know, he said, oh, yeah. It's a, and he brought the chairman in, Kevin McCabe. Kevin McCabe spoke to me for five minutes, and he said, Don, you love it. I went, chairman, how do you know that? You've only met me like five minutes ago. And he says, I just can tell from your personality. And Anyway, he was dead right. You know, yeah. it was an amazing experience. I I met and married my new wife. And, um, you know, it was just a, a great experience um, for me. I was director of football in, you know, in, in a club and running the show, I suppose. It's similar to what I do now here. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I loved it. And, you know, got an invite to coach the, the Chinese women's team in the Olympics in 2008 because of what we'd done as a club and mm-hmm. um, then I got invited to South Africa uh, to coach a, a girls team there you know international team as well um, went to America which didn't work out um, went back to China and then came to Galway because I wanted to do my pro license um, and that was the only place really where you know I had to come back to Ireland to do it yeah um, and we've been back over seven years now and here it's been, like I say, very, very busy. I've been coaching, you know, two, two school-wide clubs. They've got girls, obviously, involved as well. Mm-hmm. I coached the Galway women's team. I coached the college team. It's been, been amazing. And uh, at the moment, in this week alone, I think I've got 14 dates <laughs> with um, training sessions and games. We've just, you know, restarted the leagues here this week, which is, yeah. has been fantastic. My team on the 15s won last night 6-1. So... Happy days at the moment and um, a busy week ahead. But the big, <laughs> the big game for me, obviously, is is the one on Saturday. Absolutely, um, and you, yeah, and you, I'm looking forward to it. you can see it going all the way, going all the way through uh, yes, through I, ninety I minutes. Really do. I think you know the, the, the new manager at Notts Ian has he's taken he took a little bit of time. Um, it's, I remember watching him in his first interview and listening to him, you know closely and he, all the answers he gave were fantastic you know i'm thinking this guy knows what he's talking about i spoke to a friend of his who he'd worked with and he said as long as he gets to know the league and the players he'll be fine you know and as it turned out he he, he was coming out with a couple of statements after they got knocked out in the semi-final of the fa trophy and he was going well it doesn't really matter and you know nuts fans were going crazy saying how can you say that it doesn't really matter a chance to yeah. go to wembley anyway you know, he's a, obviously he's a young guy and he's, he's probably lacking a bit of experience in that. Um, and how, he's turned things around. However good he is, though, Don, we've got Gary Johnson. Absolutely. Huge <laughs> admiration for Gary. You know, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I backed him 100% on some of the websites again, on, you know, on, on Facebook, especially when people were having a go with him. And I, mm. I couldn't believe it. I was saying, what are you guys on about? This guy, you should be delighted to have him. He's doing an amazing job. He knows what he's doing. Um, and he's continued to show that throughout the season. You know, so um, a huge amount of time for the guy. And, um, you know, I, I I might, if I can, get a number from someone to maybe just wish him all the best um, because he's done a fantastic job. Um, and, you know, he's, he's, he's a very shrewd guy, I think, and... I think he's tactically very astute, and I think yeah. it's it's just going to be a brilliant. You know, he's very experienced, I suppose, compared to Ian. But it's going to be a great battle between the managers. Never mind the players. Um, and um, you know, as I keep saying, I'm sitting on the fence. May the best team win, basically. Fabulous, Don. It's been lovely talking to you. I'm hoping that you'll keep an eye out for some uh, promising lads and lasses over there that you might be able to send our way. Well, that's that's a distinct possibility. You know, it's. Um, it's it's really a pleasure working with these kids and um, looking to develop them and uh, 
you know, every time you ask them who would like to be a professional footballer, all the hands go up. So you just never know. Um, we keep encouraging them to, you know, do their education as well. That's very, very important. But if there was ever an opportunity to send it to talk, anyone of my kids to Torquay, uh, I would I would jump at it, certainly, no problem at all. Brilliant. Don, thank you so much. Enjoy the game at the weekend and um, we'll chat again sometime. Please, God, Guy. Thanks very much for calling us. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Great to chat to Don. Great. Um, yeah, you've got a great voice for a podcast as well. Yeah, better than mine. But, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, a lot of interesting insights there. I enjoyed chatting to him. Um about the Preston game at Deepdale, which is uh, still one of those games. Yeah, I uh, think was... we mentioned it before, I was there. Mm, I was not. Mm. I wasn't there. But, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I'd forgotten, of course, the, the, the little details, that dreadful surface, the fact that all the Torquay players... I found a picture online yesterday. All the Torquay players wearing tracky bottoms Yeah. because it was like playing on sandpaper. Well, I, I, I actually took a bit of the, the picture away with me. I have Dave Thomas brought me back a piece. Yeah. I, I have a piece somewhere. It was it was one of the scariest moments at a game of football I've ever had. Really? Um, the, the the home crowd weren't very nice to start with. Okay. When they obviously won that game and they invaded the pitch at the end, many of the home crowd, young sort of hooly looking home crowd, the casuals, the casuals, who wanted a bit of the pitch, suddenly produced Stanley knives from their pockets and started cutting up the pitch. Okay. Now, how they never got in in the first place with Stanley Knights in their pockets is beyond me. But, um, yeah, and there were a few... There, thank God there was a big fence up between us and the pitch. Yeah. Um, there were a few that were quite intimidating. Um, and I can remember there was some, some tears of ladies and stuff. And it was, it was, it was, it was quite ugly. Ooh. In the end, they cleared off. And then I think a few of their, their more well-behaved fans took a bit of a pity on what had happened. And... Uh, Ended up chucking bits of pitch over at us, <laughs> not at us, over to us to take away. <laughs> How nice of them! Yeah, so that yeah. was our uh, that was our payoff. Yeah. Football could be quite hostile in those days, couldn't yeah. it? I mean, you look in quarter of a century ago. Um, you know, we've all seen confrontations on the pitch after yeah. the game out in Marnham Road after the game. Yeah. We can all yeah. look back at the Wolves game. Yeah, fortunately, that's kind of all gone now. People are a little bit, I don't know. Perhaps they do those kind of things in different uh, in different environments yeah. now. There's still an element there, isn't there? It's a yeah. bit more. It's a bit more difficult for them to bring it out inside football pitches nowadays or in football grounds. None of that nonsense on Saturday, though. For no, it's county game. Um, well, there'll be no away fans for a start. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the, if you're not looking forward to Saturday's game, you've got no business being a football fan, really, have you? It, it's it's enormous. It's the kind of games. This is why we follow football teams, isn't it? Well, in, indeed. And when, when Gary adds the pressure of wanting you to be the 11th man as well. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the last home game where we had fans in for the first time, the fans are a bit quieter than I was expecting. The yeah. atmosphere really wasn't as, as vibrant as, uh, as I thought it might be. Um, it was a little bit flat. It was almost as if they'd forgotten what to do, wasn't it? Yeah. And I also think that... Um, no fault of some of the people who are season ticket holders and go to games mm. they're not necessarily the most vocal no but i think we really do need to to get some kind of atmosphere going on on saturday um and you know gary was keen to impress that in the the, the chat that we had that you know he doesn't want them to be the 12th man he wants yeah. them to be the 11th man who's he dropping uh oh that's a good point tough one tough one but yeah and you can see what he means i mean there's 
said it before in this podcast. I mean, Gary's been here before. He knows what it takes. We've been here before. Playoffs. Talking mm. no stranger to the playoffs. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes, most recently, Exeter City. Um, mm. The semi-finals don't quite turn out as you want them to. Um, it, uh, it's just you can never quite work out what's going to happen on the day. The bookies have got Torquay as slight favourites. I had a little look this morning. Um, I wouldn't like to call it though. It's just whoever turns up on the day, and you've got to have confidence in in a Gary Johnson team that they know what's required of them and they're going to do what's required on the day. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you said that um, that Don is still smarting from that that defeat, yeah. and you know his thoughts on it's a game for for him that has has big links with both sides, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And of course, he was a playoff winner with Notts County. So there's picture, right. pictures of him in a celebrating Wembley team. So, you know, since the playoffs came in, in whenever it was, in the late 80s, early 90s, and Torquay were one of the first teams to uh, to benefit from it. Yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was not at Wembley the first couple of seasons, was it? It was, it was the final was just played at the ground yeah, of the were. winning teams. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It was it, interesting. But I, I think it, it's changed football. I think it's changed football for the better. There is a, another model, isn't there? The German model where the team that just misses out on relegation from the league above goes into playoffs with the teams from Does the league Does that not below. happen in Scotland at some point? I think it I might, think it do. might yeah. do. Not sure about that. Not sure whether that's a good idea or not. You know, I, I kind of... It's a, it's a safety valve, isn't it, for the teams that finish down towards the bottom. But it takes another promotion place away from the thrusting teams from below. Indeed. Well, we're not rugby, are we? Uh, the Premiership in rugby really wants to be uh, self-contained, doesn't it? Yeah, no closed chops here. Yeah. Absolutely, because we want to be in League Two. We do, and we that's, do. Uh, that's where we're heading. Let's, uh, let's hope so. Um, plenty to talk about ahead of the game. Um, mouth-watering confrontations. not that long since we played them. Um, Mark Ellis will be back. Mark yeah. Ellis is going to write himself into the headlines one way or another. He got the goal... That got them through. Yeah. Very late goal for Notts County against Chesterfield last weekend. He had a good game. He's Worryingly, good yeah. Um, he was the man of the match, I thought. Um, and uh, when uh, he was he was able to take advantage of a goalkeeper injury later on, they'd already used, Chesterfield had already used their three subs. Yeah. When uh, their goalkeeper picked up a, a, a leg injury, probably 15 minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And he continued. Yeah. I mean, he, he he couldn't. Well, I mean, he could have come off, but and they would have played with ten men. But he continued. Yeah. When the cross came in in the ninetieth minute, two all for, for for Ellis to nod home. Yes, he did. He did break away from the defenders. It was a lovely, lovely ball into the box, but the goalie didn't move. He he didn't yeah. come out to meet yeah. it. He couldn't come out to meet it. He was injured, yeah. and it was easy for Ellis to head it in. So I'm taking nothing away from Ellis's goal, but it was. Uh, a goal of a situation that was born out of an injury from blah, 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 from the goalie, yeah. but but you've got to, you've got to be there. Got to be there to take him. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, of course, the last time uh, he was at Plainmore, uh, he was involved in a clash with Josh Umer. Yes, which got Josh Umer sent off. Yeah, uh, he was. I think yeah, Gary. I think had seen that Ellis was winning too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, too many of the balls that, that Ellis was going for, <coughs> he was yeah. winning. And he wanted someone more physical to uh, uh, attach himself to, to Ellis. Yeah. Um, now, the referee decided that he'd done it illegally, where, where we, we kind of tended to disagree, didn't we? Um, well, I mean, and, and the referee didn't give a foul to begin with. It was no. that, that one that we, we talked it to death, really. But it's the, um, 
it was an interesting incident. Also, looking at the pictures um, from our friends at Pinnacle, uh, I was looking for a picture of Mark Ellis the other day to illustrate a story, and there were lots of pictures there of the immediate aftermath yeah. of the clash. And he certainly spilled some blood in that yeah. one. What whatever it was that caught him, um, it was a nasty injury. But was it a foul? Who knows? Only yeah. the referee in the line. It's gone. Day. It's gone. It's over. But you wouldn't rule out those two behemoths clashing at some point no. on Saturday afternoon. It's going to be interesting to see what he does up front, isn't it? Yeah. And how he how he he um, addresses the Ellis question. Mm. Um, mm. I I I wonder if using Carl Cameron up front uh, twice in the last two games one coming on as a sub and then actually yeah. from the start in the Altrincham game um, was part of that. May well be. I mean, if you were Mark Ellis, you wouldn't relish trying to mark Kyle Cameron. No. Um, and Kyle Cameron, Cameron, of course, is a defender who knows how a defender yeah. thinks. Yeah. Um, he's a big lad. He's strong. He's good in the air. Uh, he's decent on the ground as well. Yeah. But, you know, he would certainly give Mark Ellis some headaches if that's what Gary decided to do. But, who knows? I think I think in the long term it will be one of the three strikers that starts, or pro- probably one of the two. Yeah. Let's say Josh Umer is out of the equation for a start, but it'll be uh, it'll be Bowden or um, or, or Waters. Or Waters. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unless Gary has been keeping uh, the rabbit of Danny Wright up his in his hat or yeah. up his sleeve or wherever you keep where, a rabbit called Danny keep, Wright. Where do you keep a rabbit these days? <laughs> called Danny um, Wright. Called Danny Wright. And, and Ben Whitfield as well. Yeah. We've got both of those. Unless, unless, unless Wright is back uh, and I'd, 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 I'd be very doubtful about that then uh, then it's probably Bowden or Wright. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Bowden or, or Waters, isn't it? But they're both Wright and Whitfield they're tantalisingly close. They've both made comebacks from their injuries and re-injured themselves. Yeah, yeah. So they've got to be close and you've got to wonder whether one or both of them might get on the bench on Saturday, who's fit, who isn't fit. You know, they, they are the two jack-in-the-box players that we've yeah. got. Yeah. Um, and you just wonder if he thinks he could charm half an hour out of one or other of them. Um, it's yeah. Interesting. I, getting back to what you were saying, I wouldn't hesitate to throw Kyle Cameron into the fray quite early I don't think you can necessarily throw Carl Cameron in and expect goals mm. but um, if you're throwing him in later on and you do have a, a, a Bowden or and indeed Lemonade Evans yeah. hunting around him where he can knock the ball down I think that's maybe where he's more effective don't I'm not you know you, you, you don't expect Carl Cameron to go on and start scoring two goals every game do you but these are the playoffs. Yeah. Strange, strange things happening. Oh, as We've already seen yeah. many, many times. So um, yeah, I, I, it's mouth watering. The whole, the whole setup is mouth watering on Saturday, and of course, waiting um, for the winner is either Hartlepool or Sutton mm-hmm. um, in the other game. I wouldn't no, like not, to call. No, no, not Sutton. You're... So Hartlepool <laughs> or Stockport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stockport. I'm mixing me, me asses up. Stockports and Suttons. Um, that's going to be a great game as well. Yeah, interesting to see who comes out of that. I I watched the um, the Hartlepool Bromley game as well, and Hartlepool destroyed Bromley in the first half. They were three 0 up in twenty four minutes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the, the the two strikers. Um, I'm testing my my memory now. Um, Luke Armstrong and the one that scored the other two goals. Whose name? Um, whose name well. has yeah. betrayed me at the moment? But. Um, they were excellent for that first yeah. half. Um, Oates, um, 
they were excellent for that first half. They went a bit missing in the second half. And, Bron- and Bron- Bron- came back at them, didn't they? They, they, they scored yeah. a, a half-decent goal right, really yeah. early on and they never really looked like mm. overturning the 3-1 deficit and they didn't. I mean, they scored in the 90th, they scored or whatever it was, their yeah. second goal in the 90th yeah. minute, too late. Um, but uh, yeah, it was an interesting game. Um you fancied Bromley, didn't you? Is that I did, right? yeah. Yeah, I fancied Bromley. When I look at the score uh, and they were 3-0 down early doors, I thought, yeah, this is not quite how I was hoping it would end up. Yeah. I, I had visions of us playing Bromley at some point. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it just doesn't didn't turn out for them. But Hartlepool are a good side. Hartlepool are a very good side. Um, let's have a look and see what this dog's doing. Come on in. Let's hopefully he will just calm down. <laughs> Whenever you talk to people about the podcast, they never talk about the football. They never talk about our expert punditry or uh, our insight into what's happening at Playmore. They talk about your dogs. The uh, the wife's in a in a Zoom meeting. Yeah, the dogs. Um, and I thought that he was in the room with her. He's obviously been barking while she's in the meeting and uh, he got dispatched. Yeah, he'd be but good now. There you go. Yeah, the dogs are far more famous than we are. Um, <laughs> Do a nice touch from Torquay this week uh, amongst the, you know, they, they, they do do these kind of things very well at the moment. They sent out loyal supporter scarves to the really? season ticket holders. Wow, okay. Who, yeah, I mean, they bought season tickets for this season. They've been getting the live stream, but they've, you know, they, they've paid quite a lot of money for that. And in, you know, in recognition of their support for the club, because their money that's coming in has been vital for running the club this season, hasn't it? Absolutely. It's good to see them do something for the fans who, yeah. you know... Uh, the season ticket holders. Um, it's been it's been tough times, isn't it? Yeah. I'm having tough times at the moment. He's very wriggly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's been tough times, and, and it's nice to see that the, the, the club has done something to, to show their appreciation yeah. and the support during yeah. the lockdown. <laughs> It'll be good to see some of those scarves being waved on the terraces. Absolutely. Uh, on Saturday afternoon. Dogs and going it, back out again. <laughs> and of course, out. the game is on BT Sport for those people who didn't get tickets. Yeah, you know, there 12 was a, noon. An unholy rush for tickets, and a lot of people didn't uh, didn't get them. But uh, yeah, 12, 12 noon. noon, high noon. I can't remember the time that we've ever played at 12 noon, can you? No. Is that the wow. earliest Torquay has ever played a game? No, we used to. It would, occasionally, there'd be morning games on bank holidays. I can of course, remember. there would. Yeah, half eleven. Yeah, and half stuff. eleven yeah. kickoffs yeah. on bank holidays and that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's been it's been a little while since we did that. Mm. Um, a few players on the move this week, just out of interest. Uh, Reese Murphy, I noticed this morning, is signed for South End. Has he? Gone from Yeovil okay. to South End. That's South End, obviously beginning to build a squad that they're hoping will get them out of the Came National down, League at the course. first opportunity. Yep, yep. So Reese Murphy has gone there. Elliot Romain, who we liked a lot, yep. uh, gone to Ebbsfleet. He's Not great in that. I would have thought so. Where but, from? Uh, no, I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> uh, the faintest idea. But, um, yeah, he's a decent player. He, but he, maybe he's one of those players who likes to be near we, family, um, wanted to be up in that part of the and world. And we may have saw the best of him. We may indeed. We may indeed. He played alongside Reese Healy, didn't he, for a yeah, while? Yeah, see, that's a strike force, isn't it? Certainly was. Um, ben Goering uh, will announce to the waiting world on Saturday who he's signed for, he says on Facebook. Will he? So St. Austell. Whether it'll be... Um, St. Uh, Austell. Bath, I reckon. St. Austell. You're in St. Austell. I only say that because I saw someone tweeting from okay. St. Austell. We um, shall see. It's probably nothing in it. It's probably a fan <laughs> just uh, wanting him to be at St. Orsall, but it'd be quite a step down, to be fair, wouldn't it? And here's an interesting one. I read this morning Harry Kewell 
the ex-Liverpool player, the Australian international, has taken over as head coach at Barnet. Yeah. They like, they like oddities for managers, don't they? And Edgar Davids from yeah. the world, didn't they? Yeah. So they, I mean, obviously, if they've got players, ex-players, coaches who are based in North London, who are looking for, a, you know, looking for work, uh, and they're able to get them interested in the projects at Barnet, then they'll get somebody like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's an interesting thing. I, I, I know we kind of differ on this a little bit, but I quite like anything that shines a little bit of light on the National League. Uh, my, 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 we had this discussion just now, don't you? My, my thought is that often the, the light that is shone on the National League is kind of a comedic light yeah, rather maybe. than a serious yeah. light. You're thinking of the, uh, the Hollywood takeover yeah. of Wrexham, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, more, yeah. more words have been written about that on the BBC than probably any of the... Yeah. A, a, anything else about non-league football. And it's a sideshow. There's a very, very funny video doing the rounds as well, though, which has got Ryan Gosling and the other fellow whose name... It's all about a TV show, isn't it? I mean, it probably is. But the, I read somewhere the other day that they've admitted they'd never met each other before this. No, that's true. Well, then what, are they, what are they doing buying a club together, unless it's just not for a money-spinning kind of yeah. but Netflix feature that will fail? But do see that video where they're, they're, I'm such a cynic. They're talking about their plans for Wrexham and their hopes for Wrexham, and they're being Have uh, they translated into manager, Welsh yeah. by um, a, a, a woman who's a, a Welsh interpreter, right. okay. and she is not interpreting what they're saying at all. It's, um, it's, it's <laughs> have they found a new manager yet? Don't think they have. No, don't um, think they have. Because that was yeah, they went they they dipped just short of the playoffs, didn't they? They went out on the last week. Um, Dean Keats went straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a bit of a surprise, to be honest. They didn't really yeah. have a lot to do to get themselves into the playoffs, but what little they had to do, they didn't get they done. They didn't do it. Yeah, yeah. They've been hot and cold this season, haven't they? They have. I feel a bit sorry for Luke Young. Yeah. Um, playing, you know, the football of his life at the moment, top scorer yeah. there, player of the year there. You know, he's playing as well for them as he ever played for us, but he's going to have to do it at national league level for Absolutely. another year. I don't think they appreciated him the first couple of seasons he was with them, you know? No. I remember thinking that he would be a big player there, and I don't think that their fans saw him as that to start with. No. It's probably proved them wrong now. I think he probably has. Other stuff I've got written down here. Ray Duffy, congratulations to Ray. Yeah. The voice of the streaming, live streaming yep. um, commentary alongside our old mate Dave Thomas. Uh, he's named as the Vanarama Volunteer of the Month. If I if I was a neutral listening to a variety of different streaming commentators, um, taking Dave aside because obviously he does the the, the analysis, but I, I think Ray is the best that I've heard all season, mm. and I've listened to every away game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I watched every away game on on streaming, and there's only a couple that have come close to him. He's really knowledgeable, understands the game, picks up the 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 the. The fine details that yeah, even people like myself Absolutely. fail to see. He loves an old stomping ground. He, he well. likes yeah. he uh, yeah. he knows the game and and, 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 yeah. and yeah. put him together with Dave and you got a winning formula. I think it's yeah. been really good. Okay. They've been lucky. Let's forget. Let's not forget these these are volunteers. Yeah, well, absolutely, and um, you know, without them, we wouldn't have had the football that we've had this season. So um, very well deserved, Ray, and uh, best wishes from from the podcast. Yeah, well done. Um, walking football. I've got to mention a very hey. good, a very good Sunday for the Talker United. What, what happened team. on Sunday? 
there were matches played down at Manadon at yeah, Plymouth. Uh, yeah. Talking United Yellows, the, um, the the kind of the A team in the walking football firmament. So you're in the blues, eh? I'm in the blues. <laughs> yeah. uh, they played three and won three. Brilliant. And we blues won one, drew one and lost one. So wow. it was probably the best weekend we've had for a long time. Did the uh, champagne flow? The champagne flowed. In, well, not quite. I think there was a bit of light ale in the car park <laughs> afterwards. But uh, no, it was a good weekend. More of a craft beer team, isn't it? <laughs> Arti- artisan craft yeah. beer, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, supporters came down. The players who weren't selected for the squads came down and watched. And it was great. Great atmosphere. Excellent. Um, just shows that, you know, Talkie United from top to uh, to bottom, which, let's be honest, we're at the bottom. <laughs> um, from top to bottom is working really well at the moment. Absolutely. No, I, 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 I have passed the milestone, haven't I, you where have. I am now... <laughs> I am now um, of an age where I'm allowed to play <laughs> walking football. You are. You've crossed and, the... Uh, um... You know, one day I might just turn up. <laughs> uh, let's with, with, with my predators and my... Uh... Have you got predators? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I've, I was trying to work out what... I've got a pair of old Ash, Adidas Astro boots, which I bought donkeys years ago. I can't even read what the actual name of them I is. I think I've got some Astro boots somewhere. I, I, I'll probably go out and buy a, a pair of Adidas thumpers or something. Yeah. Get some yellow ones. They're always yeah. Good. Yeah. You got to you got to you got to be able to play if yeah, you're well, wearing bright yeah. coloured or some boots, pink, so. pink ones. Pink ones. Pink ones with the little ankle socks that you get these days that Ronaldo wears. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. you could. I mean, yeah. you could. You rock, could I'd rock that look, wouldn't I? You absolutely. <laughs> and the big beard. <laughs> Let's talk Euros for a minute then. Oh yes. Um, there was a debate. Apparently, Julian was saying. Um, Wales fans and pundits were working out whether they should play with a number nine or a false number nine. I'm never quite sure what that is. Um, play with a number nine and make it Kiefer Moore. Yeah, uh, he's proved. He's scored some gold for them. You know, yeah, he's, he proved, has, yeah. he's yeah. proved that he is worthy of that, that position. I mean, you, you obviously a Wales fan um, and and you know more about it than me, but he's he's been good, hasn't he's, he? Yeah, he's decent. You know what you get with Kiefer Moore. He's a big old-fashioned target man. He's good on the ground, but he's excellent in the air. Feed the Paintonian and he will score. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't understand why there's even a debate. They play better uh, when he's there. He gives Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, players like that, somebody to aim at. And then there are plenty of players to um, to feed off the scratch. From that famous Welsh town of Paynton, isn't he? He is indeed, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a Paintonian. Just like, like yourself. <laughs> yeah, true. True. He's about, <laughs> he's about as Welsh as I am. I <laughs> But uh, no, it'd be great to see Wales. I, um, I'm not sure they'll do as well as they did in 16. Though. I hope my friend's not listening to this because it's his 50th birthday today. And I've left it a bit late to buy a present. And he's having a, 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 a barbecue yeah. for the England game on Sunday. And I was, I've got to go out and buy a present. And I thought, I know what I'll do. Yeah. England shirt. Yeah. And I looked him looked up, how much do they cost nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> Seventy pounds. Replica shirts aren't twenty five quid. Like Seventy pounds. How absurd is that? That's all about money and not about about giving the fans oh, no, something. Absolutely. And isn't there a special? Isn't there a, a slate grey one or something that you can wear? It looks good with jeans again. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I go back now. I mean, when did you buy your first replica shirt? I don't know what's happening outside. I think I think someone's turned up with a. Some kind of building equipment. As long as they're not towing my yeah. car away. I'll be <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, my mum and dad bought me a West Ham kit okay. yeah. when I was about 12 or 13. My mum is from yeah. uh, that area. 
uh, Woodford. Good. Yeah. Uh, West Ham used to train down the bottom of the garden in the park behind. Nice. So yeah. there was a link, and uh, um, it was a while before. We, we now have a cement mixer going out. So it was a while yeah. before Torquay, you could buy Torquay replica mm. shirts because this would have been early, early, it was the late 70s, early 80s, yeah. around then. But I did. I got one in about seventy-five. Did you the famous shirt, the white one with the blue, yellow, blue the Eng- stripe Eng- down the side? Just the Eng- um, England one. Torquay, Torquay. Did you really? Torquay one. It was. Ooh. It was like a scratchy. Where did they sell those? Sangsters Sports. I was going to say, was it Sangsters? Yeah. yeah. And I cycled over and bought myself a Torquay. It probably cost me seven and. Do six you think this was a Torquay product or a Sangsters Sports thing? Don't know. Don't know because it, it didn't, have, didn't have a club badge on, so no. it was just. The white shirt. I reckon that was that was Mike Sangster putting his could well have been business ideas into fruition in Torquay. Lovely shirt. I wore it wore it until it wore out. Yeah, absolutely. uh, That's still my all time favourite Torquay kit. That one as well. I I I mean, I've got I've got a bag full of them somewhere. Yeah. And uh, one day I'm going to put them on the washing machine and and get them out and uh, and then I don't know (laughs) roll around the floor in them. There's an image for everyone to save her. Whatever, but, um, um, yeah, whatever floats your boat, mate. But, uh, but, but maybe, maybe take photos of them and document yeah. them. But um, yeah, uh, what's your favourite talking shirts of the, of, of the past? Well, that's the one for me. That is the one. That is it? the one, the white one with the blue, yellow, blue vertical stripe down yeah. the left-hand side. Um, I take, I mean, everything about us being the yellows and the yellow shirts, there have been some fantastic kits down the day, but that's just the one that... Um, that's just the one that strikes a chord with me. I'm thinking about the wave shirts I've got now as well, because there's some very yeah. odd away shirts in the past. But oh, I yeah. can think of some yeah. quite extraordinary ones that I've got. I must get them out, and we'll, we'll, we'll maybe do something about that in a couple of weeks' time when we've got less yeah. football to talk about. I think the playoff final, the Cambridge playoff final away shirt, the white shirt, yeah. the City Builders shirt, yeah. I think that's probably a classic away shirt. But then again, they're all wrapped up in the memories, aren't they? That's wrapped up in Tim Sill's goal... It's wrapped up in Chris Hargreaves' goal and lifting the trophy up at Wembley. Seeing as we're playing uh, Notts County this weekend, uh, I, I quite like the old uh, black and white stripes. Black and white stripes, uh, yeah. Which I think came with the, might have come with the centenary, if, if I can place it. It might be a bit later, but yeah, I did like the black and white stripes. They were stripes. nice, weren't they? Yeah. Good, good kit. Yeah. So the Euros, let's have a look. Uh, yeah, England play Croatia at Wembley on Sunday. Yep. Scotland play the Czech Republic in Glasgow on Monday. Yep. And Wales play Switzerland on Saturday afternoon in Azerbaijan. Ah, oh, what a quaint little trip for you. Nice little trip, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, not quite sure. Uh, it, are they happen. using the Millennium or not? don't think they are, no. Oh, no okay. It's England, Scotland are, are hosting okay. the, uh, the tournament, so that's why. But uh, yeah, so Wembley, Glasgow and Baku for the mm. home nations this weekend. There in Baku again. <laughs> yes, to Helen Baku. Are they, are they based there then? They play the first two games. Wales play the first two games in Baku, then they play Italy in Rome, okay. just to make it a little bit harder. So Baku and then roaming around. Now, look, honestly, I'm, I'm here all week. I'm so close to the Babacan Theatre, I could, you could I knock, on, almost, yeah, you knock could, on for an audition. You could indeed. Well, thank you very much for listening to what has been a... a I mean... Thank you very much to our guests. Really. It's yeah, really absolutely. Always great to have we, we, on. We've talked and talked, but actually what they said was m- much more interesting, I'm it sure. Was. It was. Always great to have the gaffer on, and we hope we have a celebrating gaffer on after Saturday. And thanks again to Dono Um That won't be the only time we'll call him up on the podcast. No. Um, he's, he's 
keen to do it again Good. we'll do that again sometime if you're there on Saturday make some noise and as ever come, come on, on you yellows, yellows.